Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Mind If I Crash, Season 2, Episode 18, I believe. And today, we are recording on a Saturday. Kind of uh, untraditional for the podcast, but you know what they say. Saturday is for the boys, and I have a treat for you, gentlemen. Today's guest brings lots of knowledge to our small and tiny brains. All the attention of females will soon be yours. Guys, bring in topics like dating apps, ghosting, comedy, and more. From Cleveland to Athens, she has seen it all. Today, I give you a look at the mind of the girl next door. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me. Thank you for being on. And I kind of like the mystery of no one knowing who you are. Right. Yeah. It's kind of cool. Yeah. Definitely want to keep it a little candid because I I am the girl next door, but I also work in corporate America. So. <laughs> I got a job, yo. <laughs> yeah, I got a job. So got to keep that protected for sure. So totally off topic, was not on the notes. Do you watch or listen to Call Her Daddy? I don't. Actually, that's a red flag for me. Heard. Uh, Tell if, me why. If men are very open about uh, like... In dating apps specifically, they'll put like call her daddy in their bios. That's immediately like a left swipe for me because yeah. I appreciate what those girls talk about, but it kind of sends the wrong message when you're trying to get to know someone and like start a relationship. For sure. It's very sexual, very uh, straightforward, something you enjoy on your own and don't necessarily share. We talk about. Yeah. Honestly, <laughs> I as a man i bet you they think that that is some trendy feminist shit right there not right. realizing like it's probably the most foul podcast in the world right now right no i i and i don't listen to it regularly but i do enjoy uh their content in the sense that i relate to it right. but it's not something i think i would openly say like i'm a fan of call her daddy because it We're does kind merch. of have like a sano like a certain connotation to it, you know? I get that. I get that. Uh, In that sense, those girls have so many mystery people. I think 80% of their guests are just mysteries. Right. So in that sense, we will pay a little bit of <laughs> homage to uh, the Call Her Daddy. Um, diving right into all of our topics, though, you did bring up dating apps. Right. First off, I told you this is going to be a mystery. I do this a few times on the show. It's a fuck, Mary kill. You got to tell me that order and why. Dating app edition. You ready? All right. So I have Tinder, Bumble, and Hinge. Okay, kill Tinder immediately. How come? I. It's just not for me. It's all about having sex with strangers, and I so like. So it really is like that. Right. Yeah, and that's just like not. And the people on there are scary. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Damn. Uh, I've really been off the fucking market for a while. Right. Yeah. Not a huge fan of Tinder. I'd say. Fuck Hinge. Okay. Um, I like Hinge because the guys on there are definitely a lot more serious. They're um, actually looking for right, something. Or not just looking for just like some girl to have sex with. They're looking for someone to go out to dinner with and have a nice conversation right. and whatever. I don't know. We can pretend like we're having a good time at least. Mm -hmm. um, and then I'll marry Bumble because Bumble gives all the control to women. Is that uh, the one that men can only message someone who's liked them? Right. So I'm in right. control so I can match with people, but then I'm the one that decides if I want to like start a conversation with them. So if I get a bad vibe from someone and we matched maybe accidentally and I take a deeper dive into their profile, I can decide to just ignore it and then they can't bombard me with creepy messages. Yeah, the double text right. or the fucking 65 messages in a right. row. So have you found that to be 
a success overall? I mean, is it, I'm not saying like, have you found the love? I don't mean it in that way. Do you find, because I honestly, all I remember from dating apps, really the main time I used it was probably like the college era mm-hmm. where it was like mass swipes at 2 a.m. Right. And like anyone I matched with, dude, I could have matched with a dude on accident. I'm hitting him <laughs> with a what you doing. And so I guess in like in that way, like you're right, like some of these apps are set up to just protect both sides. Some of them are just creepy. Right. Like Tinder is just creepy. Uh, don't use that ever. But I haven't had success, I'd say. I mean, considering I'm still single, but uh, I've definitely had some good times and met some really great people. Yeah. Um, are you friends with anyone you've met on the Internet? No, they try to always do the, well, we can be friends. I have plenty of friends. <laughs> I don't um, need any more. Right. I'm like, good. I, I'd rather like date somebody. I, I have good friends and my friend group is solid. I don't really need like new friends. Um, that's okay. not what I'm looking for. <laughs> hey, I mean, I honestly, I respect it. The, the one thing I think I've ever taken from a dating app is maybe follow them on IG or like a quick yeah. ad on Snap. And then you realize like their like content is just always 24 7 i'm like all right i'm done yeah there's one guy that i matched with on bumble and we went on a date and he was really cool and we followed each other on twitter and we were just up front like neither of us were really feeling it but we kept following each other on twitter and we'll send tweets back and forth which is really random because we went on one date but (laughs) i don't know some so like there's people like even that like i went to school with that i don't talk to at all but they it's mutual. Every once in a while, we'll send each other a meme that we think is funny <laughs> right. and then describe it to the other person. And it's like, if I saw you in public, I don't even know if I'd actually say hi. Right. But I love this <laughs> internet relationship that internet we have. Internet relationships like that are dope. Uh, you asked me about Reagan. That's pretty much like we interact with each other on social media Online. and like hype each other up on Instagram. But that's <laughs> really about shorty. it. I like that. I mean, if I saw her in public, I would say hey. But I definitely have people like that where... Uh, we just interact on Twitter or something and we're yep. not necessarily really friends. But you low key, it's like you have like a, like a love, like a weird love right. for him. Cause you're like, I see you. I right. see you on the internet. Yeah, making for moves. Sure. <laughs> so you did bring up, uh, you know, dating. Um, right. Obviously that's a part of life. That's especially in our age. Um, so quick tips for the boys because they need it. I think every guy mm-hmm. needs help. Yeah. Um, what can make or break a good first date? It really depends. I think it's a situation on situation basis. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are certain things that I'm definitely like, whoa, that was really fucking weird. And I never want to experience Like, You know what I mean? There's things that are like, ew, that was weird. But I guess small things would be, I guess I'm not picky. Pick a good restaurant. Pick like something fun to do. Don't be creepy and say like, do you want to come over? Because that's like not. On the date, just yeah, no, like I like on a first or second or maybe even third date, like don't yeah. invite a girl over to your place, like that. Just if you're trying to date her, if you just want to have yeah. sex and like sure, see if she's like down for that. But um, I always find that like when guys take me to a date that's close to their apartment, oh, you see the attention right, right. away. It's like like I went on a date with this guy. I mean, I live near this place as well, but the restaurant that we went to was like a block away from his apartment. He mentioned that like maybe 40 minutes into the date. And I was like, he was trying to be smooth. Right. I was like, okay, I kind of see what you're doing here. Um, the fact that you did that means it's a no. Like if you, <laughs> you know, no what, yeah, me, like if you were like maybe a little more smooth about it, but that's definitely a 
he flagged me if in the first couple dates they're like, let's go back to my place, you know? I get that. Yeah, that's a fuckboy move. Right. I mean, I think that goes without being said. Especially as we get older, too. Like, It's good that you call it out, though, because guys won't, we won't pay attention. Like, we'll think that we're being smooth. Like, right. oh, we'll pull her close. And then we'll, like, go on a walk or something after and just, oh, hey, I live right there. Shut the fuck up, dude. I don't know. Like, dinner and drinks is fine for a couple dates. Or yeah. just drinks. Just drinks is a great date. Honestly, let's get rid of dinner for dates. Eliminate it. Just drinks. Um, and not creepy questions. Right. If I have to tell someone what I like to do for fun one more time, I'm going to, like, <sighs> off myself. Like, I, I, dating is so... Respectfully. Like, the... Also, that's a big tip. Quit with the mundane questions that you actually don't care about. Like, I genuinely don't care what your favorite movie is or what your favorite TV show is. We'll figure that out as we... As we go. Spend time. Like, don't start it off with, well, what kind of movies do you like? It's like... <laughs> Man, if I have to tell someone else one more time, I'm really going to end it all. I can't take that. it. I'm with that. So first date, do you, any date to be specific. I'm going on a date tonight, actually. So Word. we could put that in okay. frame of reference. Well, then in that situation, do you prefer that the guy has the location or the event picked out prior? Yes. Okay, not act on the go. Right, definitely. Uh, plan something. What's, what's your best date? What's your ideal favorite date take me to a restaurant that you really enjoy with some dishes that you really like it doesn't have to be fancy even just a Mm -hmm. place that you really like so it's a conversation started right off the bat we get there why do you like this place have you been here before who'd you come here with what was it like it's just like genuine that's always the best kind of date is when a guy takes me to a restaurant that he really likes and then can recommend things on the menu and it's it's like less basic than going to a popular spot that everyone goes to you know right, what i mean right and there i mean shit out where like you are just even like in the greater cleveland area there's so many hidden gems that you could still get put on to right. either way i mean either i guess that that goes both right. ways so i like that definitely um now in the event that you were to act on the fly do you ever give the suggestion or is it always an i don't know what do you mean like, so for where we're going i think it's like uh I don't know. I guess people mock it on the internet where like ask a girl where she wants to go. It's always going to be, I don't know. Right. I feel like if you're not in a relationship, you should be saying, would you like to go to XYZ place rather than where do you want to go? Because I I don't know. It's a date. It's a first, first or second or yeah. third date. Like, so show like the initiative. Plan, yeah. Like plan something. Like tell me where, like the date I'm going on tonight, he said, we're going to this place at this time. And I was like, all right. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I'll see you there. <laughs> you just salute. You say, right. all right. I, I, I like that. I don't know. It's hot to me to not say like, well, where do you want to go? I don't know. Where do you want to go? It's just boring. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd rather you say we're going here and we're going to be there at this time and it's going to be great. So. I guess it, in a way that is charming because you're you care enough to show someone something that you appreciate right you can ask what kind of food do you like and mm-hmm. then you can maybe think base your decision on right. that i like that um but the i went on a date with this person i'm going out with tonight uh like a week ago and mm-hmm. we went to this japanese steakhouse and i had never been there before and he just like ordered for us and I don't know. I was all about it. I, think, I like that. Yeah. No, like he that. was like, I was like, I don't really know what I want. And he was like, I got it. I've been here before. I really like this place. I'll just order things that 
Are we was like it good? good? Was it oh, fire? Literally the best meal I've ever had in my whole Yo, life. Yo, right. I would have licked the plate if it were appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> he would have definitely asked you to come back to his place if you'd have licked that plate. Uh, 100%. <laughs> he didn't, though. <laughs> All right. So this dude is definitely doing the right thing. Right. Yeah. I'm excited about tonight, too. It'll be... He's definitely checking out... Like, he is definitely exhibit A of what you should be doing. All right. So I like that. Maybe we'll have you back on to let us know. Keep you updated, yeah. I like that. This is date three, so. Okay. So, any date, are you cool, or have you ever experienced the guy cooking for you? Yeah, I've done that, and I have cooked for a guy before on a date. What's a go-to dish? Um, Of yours? Sweet potato curry, for sure. Damn. Because it seems impressive, but it's really not. Okay, I like that. And it always turns out good, so. But the dudes always fuck with it? Yeah, no, every time. I like that. I think I've done it about three times. That's a go-to move for me. Now, what is the best home-cooked meal you've ever had from, obviously, on a date? I don't know. Honestly, like, nothing really noteworthy. They've all... One time this guy cooked me salmon, but he cooked it... Like, when he said he was going to cook me salmon, I thought that we were going to cook it together, and he, like, already had it made, so I was a little sus that... My dude, Hello Fresh, that shit. He might have like bought it or something. My dude, Hello Fresh. Yeah, I don't know. If you're gonna cook on a date, like do it together. I like that. Or like I sit there and drink wine while you cook for me. Yeah, sit on the island and still communicate. Yeah, I like that. You know, paired right there in front of you. So I'm cool with that. Now, this is obviously gonna be uh, a I don't know a little a little cut and dry. Um, Say you're going on a date. It's an absolute bust. Mm-hmm. One, it's a two-part question. Do you get up, walk the fuck out? Do you play it out? Or afterwards, are you going to ghost him or give him another chance? So I've done both with bad dates. I've both gotten up and left and also just like stuck it out for the night. Uh, the instance where I got up and left, it was actually during COVID. And <laughs> the guy that I... Like, it, not really, it was a couple months ago. So, like, COVID was, like, a real concern. Like, we were wearing masks and stuff when we got there, blah, blah, blah. And he was a surgeon at the Cleveland Clinic. And was he was, like, a resident or medical student or something. Mm-hmm. And he was just talking to me about how COVID's a hoax and all this. And he doesn't believe in, like, anything that's going on. And how he, him and his friends have been going back and forth to Mexico all this time. And I was like, this, I was like, I'm, I feel like you shouldn't maybe be doing like what you're doing um <laughs> Maybe I don't know. you shouldn't be a doctor well and i didn't want to question i was like i don't want to like really get into like the politics of it all like let's just stay away from that it's a first date uh and then he started lecturing me about how i didn't understand science and medicine and i was like yeah i'm like admitting that i don't understand it but i don't think you really do either um and as he was talking i was like putting my coat on like he's talking at Good. me i'm putting Good. my coat on i chug the rest of the wine that i have i give him finger guns and say have a nice night and then i went i like walked to my car and went home uh but i did ghost him afterwards he he wait hold on he thought that he had a chance he tried to communicate with you again he was yeah what he like texted he texted me and was like are you okay like why'd you have to leave so soon and i was like sir um you are an asshole you were like screaming at me in the middle of this like people were staring that's how like loud he was talking to me and i was just sitting there taking it was so bad that's Um, scary on a few different levels one he doesn't see anything wrong with the fuck he just did and two the dude is literally working in a hospital well and before that that he got a he had like a pager 
because he was in Sturgeon yeah. and blah, blah, blah. And he went outside for a phone call for like 25 minutes. Damn, he really fucked his thing. It got up. to, a, that was before this happened. And it got to a point where I was like, did he just like bail on that? Like, did I get ghosted? Like, yeah, like, did he just like leave? <laughs> I was getting close to, there was a table of girls next to me, like out on a girls' night, it looked like. Mm-hmm. I was tempted to lean over and be like, what would you do right now? Like, he left like 25 minutes ago to like answer. You're a real one for even considering that. (laughs) I like that. I didn't. And then he walked back in and then he sat down and started yelling at me about how to understand science. And I was like, okay, I'm having so much fun. That is terrible. That is literally terrible. And then I've had dates where I just wasn't feeling it. You know, like early yeah, on. There's a lot um, that can throw off a date, too. But they're a nice guy, so I kind of stick it out. There was a guy that I saw for a couple weeks, actually. And then there's these things called, I don't know if you've been on TikTok, but like your ick. I love TikTok. Well, what is what Explain it to me. Like you suddenly get an ick for something. Um, like something that someone does just makes you go like, Ugh. Oh, oh, you like know? an ick. Like yeah, a, yeah, yeah. Like an ick. Um, so this guy, he was great. We went on couple dates for like a couple weeks um and then suddenly i just woke i literally woke up one morning and was like oh no (laughs) um and i go i ended up ghosting him which was kind of shitty but uh so you call it an ick can i I, this is you know yeah i have a couple icks but um his his in particular was texting me good morning every morning oh jesus which i know most girls would be like oh that's so sweet but i was like I honestly can't bring myself to do that. No, I, I would. I never could. I would wake up and see that text every morning. I'd be like, "Why are you so I'd fucking like, happy?" I'd be like, shut the fuck up! Like, <laughs> like, don't you dare text me good morning. I like that. I uh, hate. I hate morning shit. Yeah. So I ended up. He was a nice guy, but he was someone that I did end up ghosting. Uh, Fair enough. So. This you know this podcast can get raunchy, right? Right. So yes. you calling an ick, guys sometimes will call that uh post nut clarity. Where right, yeah. like you might not even have had a bin with the chick, but you kinda get that horniness out of your system and then you realize like, what the fuck am I doing here? Right. What the fuck was I thinking? Mm-hmm. I understand the ick. I just guess I didn't know the term. Um so we're going to start going into this ghosting because honestly, guys do tons of ghost worthy uh-huh. shit. So, I mean, you don't have to give me all the details, but I'm sure you've received a, a dick pic or two in your life. I I have. <laughs> Does it require immediate ghosting? Of course. Well, first, it might require immediate scolding. Okay. So you'll roast the dick. Not necessarily <laughs> that, but I will definitely roast them for being that kind of person. And one time, this guy sent me, this was multiple times, like over a period of time, and I found his mom on Facebook. Oh my God, what are you about to tell me? <laughs> and I I, sent, I was like, I screenshotted like our, our message, and I sent it to his mom on Facebook, and I was like, I just wanted to let you know. Your son's a fucking asshole. This is like the eighth time that your son has sent me a photograph of his penis. Um, Oh my God. I feel so bad. Yeah, don't send dick pics. Unless you're like in a relationship and you're like in a type of relationship where you're communicating with someone that that is what they want to see from you. Sure. Have you ever been in a relationship where you wanted a dick pic? I cannot confidently say there's ever been a moment in my life where I've like 
craved looking at a penis. I've um, never. Like, never. I've never just, like, wanted to look at one. And if oh, I did God. want to, I could just, like, look it up. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think I, like, need <laughs> that. But there, I, I don't want to kink shame. Like, if people are into seeing, like, their partner's whatever sure okay but don't do it unless it was into like please unless someone like asks request for it. it yeah and i honestly me and reagan have talked about this plenty Same thing of times with sending uh any other kind of sexting like unless someone like says can you send me something like this and you agree to it and then send it don't ever just do it without yeah. saying that like without clear communication that that's what that person wants i got um so this might i don't know if i can even say this on the podcast but i don't really care um i got in trouble one time uh it was christmas and i had this girlfriend and she texted me and she said tristan and i said she hadn't talked to me like all day and i was like hey merry christmas and then she just like blasted me with like as many nudes as my fucking flip phone could handle (laughs) and then like i was just like oh my god and then literally, I don't know, like an hour later, I have her calling me like five times. I'm like with my family and I like answer the phone. It's her fucking mom. And her mom's just like, you guys will never see each other again. Oh my god! I'm taking this to the school. And I'm like, oh, oh my God. Oh, and I just closed the phone and I was like, what the fuck just happened? That's insane. I got to school the next day and she was just like, oh, don't worry about that. My mom is tripping. I said, dude, your mom's taking this to the school. Like, uh-huh. This is not okay. <laughs> yeah. like I said, what the fuck were you thinking? And she said, well, did you like it? I go, I mean, yeah, but what were you thinking? <laughs> right. Long story short, this lady, this mom mm-hmm. still fucking hates me till this day. And this happened when I was like probably like sixth or seventh grade. That's so young. That's ruthless, though. Yeah. That is young. That is That's super really young. young. You're not, you're not lying about that. Wow. Uh, did not ask for it and took all the fucking all the punishment. Yeah. yeah. That sucks. So did the mom ever respond to you? Yeah, and the weird thing is she was, like, defending herself. Oh, course. Jesus. They all do. She probably thought you were attacking her parenting or something. And I was, honestly. Oh, okay, fair enough, fair <laughs> like, enough. To be well, after, I wasn't at first, and then she was kind of rude to me, and I was like, well, I guess uh, the misogyny doesn't fall too far from the tree. Well, deserve um, then. Yeah. If she's going to stick up Honestly, mothers will defend their sons through anything. Uh, not my mom. <laughs> not my fucking mom. Most mothers will defend their <laughs> sons. Their sons could do anything and they would think they're an angel. Yeah, so. yeah. Still super, super shallow. Right. Um, so outside of, of douchey dick pics, what is, you? would you say, the number one cause of guys getting ghosted? Uh, Out just, of all the reasons, you're like, I'm ghosting this fucking fool, no doubt in my mind. I guess just like not feel like... If we don't agree on things, I guess I don't ghost people as often as I honestly get ghosted. Um, yeah, guys which are is like kind assholes. of embarrassing to say, but uh, I am selective about who I go on dates with, so I try to like weed out the people that I really don't think that I'll like, um, so that it doesn't ever have to come to ghosting. Yeah, and also I try not to resort to ghosting. I try to uh, be just upfront and say, "Hey, I had a great time, but just really not feeling this." Sorry. Which is the best case scenario. Right. But honestly, that kind of backfires in a sense. Like every time I've been honest with a guy, they get kind of snotty back towards me. And it's like, well, would you have preferred that I just never responded to your calls or texts? And some do. (laughs) Some would rather them get ghosted. 
so they can make up some fucking excuse to their boys. Right. Like, there was this guy that I went on a date once, and it was just not good. He actually uh, made me feel... He asked me if he could put his arm around me. We were sitting on this bench, and I was like, no, I'm actually kind of cool just sitting like how we are. Right. Um, and, but then he did it anyway. Oh, God. And then he leaned in for a kiss, and I had to do the weird, like, lean get, back get thing. Get the fuck out. And... I thought it was very clear that I was uncomfortable and I didn't like anything about the date and we parted ways and like 10 minutes after we left each other, he texted me and was like, I had such a great time tonight. Like, can't wait to see you again. And I was like, I just need to tell this guy straight up that he is like, makes probably, I'm not the first girl that he's made feel uncomfortable. So I just feel like I should let him know. Like the way you acted was weird and I didn't like it and it made me uncomfortable and he got so mad. Like lost his lost his mind messaging me calling me and then I ended up blocking him and then he messaged me on Facebook and I was like we went on one date first of all second of all I was just letting you know that some of your behaviors might come across as a little creepy (laughs) (laughs) dude you're so cool God you are a savage I'm fine with it Um, well I figured if I don't let him know then he's gonna go on a date with another girl he's gonna keep failing yeah and I wanted to help him out a little bit I don't know Uh, I mean hey I'm fine with it no he did not take it well so so this is gonna be totally off topic do you what what's your opinion on like the TikTok e-boys do they come on your for you page or are you far removed from that? I think I'm pretty far removed from that. My TikTok page is all uh like prison talk and Fair like rug making TikTok. Prison? Yeah, like the guys that have phones in prison. My mom thinks it's hilarious. I it's showed so her funny. She I loves, love it. She loves everything about it. I love prison talk. It um, actually makes prison not look as scary, I think, to people who well, then don't know like, anything about prison how do you get on the wi-fi like i guess i don't really understand <laughs> they how got that unlimited works. data right. they like, how are they connected to the internet those dudes live in there my mom was just like i'm pretty sure those prisoners are allowed to have that shit i'm like mom there's no fucking way yeah no but as, way at all. as far as e-boy goes i guess i don't really see that in my media but i know what it is and i guess i would classify that as somewhat of my type like the femboy like so the, you like that? Like, yeah. Like, I mean, the last guy, I don't know if I can say this, actually. Um, the last guy I dated uh, ended up liking men um, and, like, was, was cheating on me with men. So oh, fuck. Um, if that says anything to my type, I guess. And every guy I've ever dated has been, like, so you like in, a, yeah. in a band, you know, or, like, an artist. some Which is cool. I, I mean, I like that. Right. I'm getting away from that now, though. I'm trying to. So you're changing your type? I'm trying to. Do you feel like you're being forced to change it? Or is I think it just I, coming as you grow into the, the new person you're becoming? Well, first of all, guys that are in bands don't make any money. Heard that. So, um, sorry, any guys out there that are in a band. The like Fucking bums. Do it as a hobby, sure. Have a passion, sure. But, like, get a real job, too. Um, yeah, that, that like, s- struggling artist Right, vibe. like, you're not going to be the next Tame Impala. I'm sorry. To oh, shit. <laughs> Shots fired. Um, so, I guess I'm shifting my type to something that's more sustainable as a, like, partner. Which works. I mean, that, there's nothing wrong with that. Because I have told myself this year, like, the next person I date is going to be, like, like, it has to be, like, the real thing, you know? I'm, like, tired of, because, I mean, it's been, like, three years now of just, like, casually dating people. Um, It's just not working out, so. Well, yeah. I mean, I get that. The... So, I guess, 
prayers for dude tonight. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's winning so far. I mean, I like that. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. Uh, so it, you're not wrong. Um, I think there's like a fine line and like dating, like dating is just weird in general. And yes. there's parts of it where it's like, you know, when you're ready to like settle down, you really start looking at like lifelong. What do I want? need or expect out of a partner mm -hmm. and it's not like i need someone to be a surgeon you know like right it, it, i would entertain it but it's like i need someone that at like truly adds value to my life and and not in like the most selfish way possible but in a way that like someone's willing to support me push me and teach me things right exactly and that is not easy to find in our 20s like that's honestly the hardest thing to find is yeah. someone who's like ready for all that. That's why you need to start dating people in their 30s. <laughs> you heard it, guys. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't uh, know if I have a big 30-year-old following. No, I but... haven't actually dated anyone in their 30s, but I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm inching up closer um, to the 30s. The older you are... The better head on your shoulders you have. Right. Um, just because guys just mature at such a slower rate than women do. And you're not wrong for saying that. And anyone listening that truly is like, that's not fucking true. It is it 100%. Is it's a, literally a real thing. Um, so let me throw this scenario at you. Um, the guys like, what about the guys who've like been through hardships? People that have like either like struggled, like say they had a broken home, right? The homeless, alcoholic, and they're like they fix themselves. Mm -hmm. Is that shit that you entertain, or is that just too much on your plate? Well, I mean, I guess I have somewhat of a similar. I mean, my life hasn't always been easy either. But if you are someone that struggles with things in mm -hmm. like your past, or you've overcome things, you need to go to therapy. And Fact. stop treating your girlfriends like a therapist. That's like a huge <laughs> message to every guy listening to this podcast right now. Like, stop treating your girlfriends like your therapist because there are a lot of things, at least in my experience, and I've talked to a lot of my girlfriends about this, our boyfriends don't deal with their issues and like their yeah. emotions and they come with this baggage, which is fine. I would never not date someone because of like a heart, like what you mentioned right. before, like a broken home or overcoming a struggle. Uh, that's not like a red flag to me. Um, but if you don't know how to deal with those emotions, but then you expect me to kind of help you work or through just, that. Just deal with it. Like just put up with it. Right. Or like I've dated guys in the past that just seriously need some, like need to go see a therapist. And Which there's nothing wrong there's with. There's nothing wrong with that, but you can't expect your girlfriend to play that role if you're not willing to do it for yourself. If she like, don't have no degree. <laughs> like she I, don't know what she's doing. I guess I expect if I'm going to get in a relationship with someone, I expect them to come with the like come to the table with their shit together mm -hmm. emotionally on their own so that we can come together as two people who have a grasp on their emotions and their mental health and we can like do great things together yeah. rather than spending our time like solving each other's problems. Yeah, because you, there's you can't people, grow. There's people with degrees that do that and uh, <laughs> there's also medications that can help and like lots of other things but I think it's a greater message that men just in general have a hard time dealing with mental health and yeah. that's something that needs to be improved on in society in general. I like that. Um, I And you're not wrong. Honestly, um, it's easy for us as men to take sadness, pain, struggle, and turn it into anger because it's easier as a man to accept like, oh, I can be angry and 
the, my peers aren't going to look at me a certain way. And when I mean peers, I mean other men right. aren't going to judge me or think, oh, what a punk. Um, where then you kind of fuck up the way you look at the world and fuck up the way you handle things and, and cope. And for a long time, I feel like me and a lot of people I know, we we did just that. We turned our sadness, our struggles into anger because it was easier for me to accept that emotion than it is to accept sadness. And it took therapy and it took a lot of just talking, which honestly, I mean, I, I would take talking to someone over medication any day. Right. Well, and I think if guys, honestly, I've, I guess... I just want to preface all of this by saying, and everything I've said before this, this isn't all men, you know, this is just my experience with what I've seen in relationships that I've had with men. Uh, If guys would spend time, like, talking to their their buddies about their stuff, like, their problems, like, I've been in relationships with guys where they'll have a huge life issue, and I'm like, well, have you talked to Derek and, you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? And they're like, no, we don't talk about that kind of stuff. And it's like, those are your friends, but you guys have such a hard time communicating about your emotions with each other because of just the overall stigma of men and mental health and Mm -hmm. men showing emotions and i think that men should be able to rely on like their their buddies yeah their friends yeah their friends um and yeah honestly here's the here's the craziest thing and you have known me since grade school Mm -hmm. so i will have to just be very clear um and you've probably seen this happen throughout the years but like it's like i had a a specific friend group um and i never was i was always open to making more friends the thing is though is like when my life crashed it's you kind of realize who your real friends are because some of them are there to put the hand out some Mm -hmm. of them are there like that dude fucked up Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, when I decided it was time to, like, turn my life around, I actually ended up making a whole new group of friends that were working on somewhat of the same thing. So it's like nowadays, you know, there's not a day that goes by that I don't hear from one of those people or I don't reach out and just talk to it. And I, I'm glad you brought it up because I think that men should be more comfortable or just reevaluate who you're around. Because mm-hmm. if you don't feel comfortable bringing up the real topics of your life it doesn't even have to be bad you could be getting ready to propose or you're bringing a child into the world and you have questions you need people that you can rely on right and not know that you know are they judging me or am i going to sound like a wimp for bringing this up there's so many more things that you could be doing with your time than entertaining exactly. fake fake shit right and i think that those good friends that you mentioned come with dealing with yourself like you can't have good friends in your life if you don't have a grasp of who you are Mm -hmm. when you are kind of chaotic and all over the place and you attract people that are the same way and once you kind of get yourself on track those people fizzle out and the people that are also on the same track as you or a similar track attract to you yeah so you can't have good friends if you don't have a good grasp of your life yep uh, which is definitely something i've experienced in relationships for sure and even just like my guy friends um that I have. Do you know, like, do you have times where your guy friends will come to you with issues that they might not be comfortable or nah? Literally never. <laughs> okay. Not once. Fair enough. <laughs> I figured I'd ask. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's some situations that I run past my girlfriends before I would ever bring it up to a guy. And it's usually if it's pertaining to a girl, um, because I'm not going to ask another dude for, you know, like, because of that stigma. Yeah, it's no. like sometimes it's like, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about, clearly. 
feel like I have to pry the information out of them. Like, how, how I heard you were when you went on a date last night. Like, how was it? Did she like the place you took her to? And they are like, don't want to show. Yeah, they're it like, was it's cool. fine. We we had a good time. And I was like, damn it, you gotta give me more. Because when I'm after I go on a date, I call my girlfriends immediately and I'm, give them every single. Oh, detail, I know how you girls you know? are. Absolutely, <laughs> I absolutely know. I think if. Jocelyn has more group active group chats in her phone than I have phone numbers in my <laughs> phone. And that's no lie. Um, I think it's like all day. But I like that. I mean, I wish that that's something that men kind of used more mm-hmm. is just relying on, on your friends. Right. I mean, I, I, I get that. Um, now, you did say, obviously, you're single. You're you're dating. Um, how, how is that overall? Is it? Uh, is it a rocky road? I mean, outside of the guys, um, especially this year with COVID, right? You're not living with, a, you know, you're not even if you aren't. You're just dating yeah. in general. It's like how how do you spend that time? Well, I live alone with my cat, and I work from home, so it's definitely been hard the last year or so. Uh, I do. I've always been someone that likes spending time alone. Even when I'm in a relationship with someone, I don't want to move in with them. I've mm-hmm. only ever lived with one other person as a romantic partner, but uh, right. I'm definitely someone that prefers to be alone and have that independent space, even when I am in a relationship with someone. Um, so I've been doing okay. I like it. I spend my time working and watching TV and playing Staying with my busy. cat. Yeah, hiking. Uh, you know, all the like, cliche stuff people put on their Bumble and Hinge profiles. <laughs> Kayaking. Um, Kayaking is lit, though. Yeah. I'll give you that one. Do people treat you different? What do you mean? Being single. Oh, for sure. My friend, all of my friends are in very committed, really, oh, like long term committed relationships. They're very happy and wonderful and pleasant. Uh, I actually went to a game night with some of my friends recently, and it was seven couples oh, and Jesus. me. Um. And I didn't realize until like 40 minutes into the whole gathering, I was kind of looking around. <laughs> we were getting ready to play a game, and I was like, oh, so it's you two, and then you two, and you And I was like, oh, yeah, and then just me. And you said, hold <laughs> up. Hold on. And then weddings, like wedding season's coming up. I have a couple weddings I'm going to, and it's yeah. like I have to deal with the whole plus one situation. Like, do I try to find a date, and it might not be fun? Mm-hmm. Because, it, I don't know, weddings are tricky. They um, are. And being a single person going to a wedding is, you don't want to go to a wedding alone. Um, you at least want to have a friend with you. Yeah. Yeah. So here's the thing with weddings. I think that like as a single guy, I've gone to weddings alone, single. Um, and it's like sometimes I feel like, it, it, this is going to sound weird. I sometimes feel like um, like the cool uncle that shows up with cool gifts to a, to a kid's Christmas or yeah. birthday party. It's like everyone like just accepts that you are alone. But then I start overthinking like, what, do they think that I'm going to die alone? Because that's not going to be the case. You know, like then I start right. overthinking everything. Well, I do think that all of my friends that are in relationships, they do these things that I don't think they under, like they realize that they're doing them where they drop little things like, oh, well, my boyfriend's friend is single and we could all hang out. And it's like, I don't need you to set me up. Like, I'm yeah, doing... Yeah, thanks, Hitch. Yeah, like, I'm fine. Um, I don't have cancer. I'm just <laughs> single. 
but it, it gets old, especially at family gatherings. All my cousins are married or engaged and starting families and stuff. And it's kind of just and th- Well, will the rest of your family ask? Yes, so I That's do. I get asked That's a lot. Um, I have an uncle that is very persistent. Like at oh, my graduate, at my college graduation, we had like a little get together afterwards. He was like, "So when are you getting engaged?" I was like, "Sir, I just got my degree. Um, <laughs> can you give me a few years, please?" Let me think on it. Um, I don't feel pressured to like get married. I don't really want kids, so I get that. I don't feel the like ticking clock of i need to get married soon so that we can have a family Mm -hmm. Um, because i'm pretty definite on not having kids there's nothing wrong with that either so it's just not for me you said that you like spending time alone and that's Mm -hmm. something that like i think depending on the personality type is important because for me it's like i have to have some time alone um and it's more so for like me to release in any way um whether it's just like time where like i'm gonna reflect or bullshit and like i'm playing video games Mm -hmm. it's like it's important for me to have that time so up until like now in my life and where i'm at i always wanted to like be alone Mm -hmm. i will be in a relationship but i want to have my own shit you know right um overall well, I don't want to. I don't want to say this because you said you have lived with someone you've dated before. Man, lived is like a loose term. I mean, he had his own place, but he was like keeping stuff there and like spending every night there. So. Fair enough. Um, and I've had those situations yeah. as well. Uh, would you find it best? And this is this is not like set in stone. Would you find it best to move in with a couple to rent an apartment or? Would you buy a house? Who buying a house with someone would it would have to be really serious? Okay, because uh, I'm thinking about buying a house like currently, like by myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I want to definitely do that before I buy something with anyone else, just because I want to do it on my own first. Um, yeah, I'm not even in the atmosphere of being entertaining cl- of, some shit of being close to buying a house with someone <laughs> or like moving in with someone so you're saying it would 100% be smarter to get the apartment feel it out but that's even like I don't even know if I would do that I, yeah person. I don't even know if I would do that I love the idea of having our own apartments yeah I know yeah. it's not like economically sound but also I'm the kind of person that when I'm in a relationship, my finances are my finances and yours are yours. Yeah. Um, and that's the other thing, too. That's like one thing where it's just like as a kid growing up, I always thought that it would be cool. So this is like <laughs> how you see how childish I was in, in my youth. I used to like literally bank on finding someone who made stupid money. Like I always wanted to date like this is fucked up. I always wanted to date like a 50 year old that like had like hella money, maybe from like a past marriage yeah and just like live with her it's just kind of fucked up and then like no, you grow up and you kind of like you right and, and then i guess you like understand like okay like there's a lot more to life than just that but it's like finances and all that stuff it's like it's a lot to take on there's a difference from like dating or you know right. going on casual dates to like what the potential outcome can be and that sometimes can be overwhelming Right, and thinking about it is overwhelming, and like you get to the point where you've gone on a couple dates with someone, and you're like, well, so now what? That's the thing about dating in your 20s is everything is so ambiguous and chaotic. Yeah. Like, everybody is on a different path. Like, some people, like, 
you, for example, we're pretty much the same age and mm-hmm. you are like living with someone and you have a beautiful baby and your life is just on a completely different plane than like what my life is at. Like, yeah, I work my job. I live alone. I have an apartment that I, you know, and it, like it's so mm-hmm. different. And then I have other friends that are in the same, like they're getting engaged and having babies. And then my other friends are doing cocaine on the weekend. You know what yep. I mean? Like it's, we're all so all different. over the place. That when you try to date, you kind of have to spend those first couple dates like, so where on this like chaotic plane of our twenties like are you, and like where is that in relation to I am, and can we make it work? Because there's some instances where it just doesn't work. Like I've dated people that like still live with their parents, and Mm -hmm. like I really liked them, and I didn't want to hate on them for like their financial situation and living in their living situation, but. We're just totally different planes. Work it's like for different you. planes. Yeah, like you you get to a point where you're just too far away on that sphere of life that it just doesn't work. And I think your 20s are full of that and everyone is all over the place. The best thing that could have ever happened for me was finding someone who slowed life down. Mm-hmm. You know, like I don't mean like grandma and grandpa slow. I just mean like in the like I can truly live in a moment with someone Mm -hmm. and I think that that's like sometimes important for me like that's what I value is someone who can get me to slow the fuck down because outside of like the last three years everything before that in my life was chaos so it's like it's hard to kind of gauge those fields yeah um but yeah I get that if uh I guess if there was a reason where I had to put myself back into that market uh living don't at home it. would lose everything yeah that's oh, no, a, an automatic yeah. strike uh living at home also roommates for me at this age is just a little much that's a it's a college thing I yeah think. right like if you're in your mid-20s you probably shouldn't be living with your homies anymore yeah um some dudes like, don't want to let go of that right shit. you should probably like just get your own place um, cause every time I've dated a guy that's in his mid twenties that has roommates, it's like a front house. Yeah. Like you yeah. go over there and they're like, you never have like time alone. You come home from a restaurant and you walk in and they're drinking beer and playing video games There's and living pizza rolls yeah, always like, sitting on the stove. Like, I don't want that. <laughs> so going back to the frat and, and that lifestyle, um, you lived in Athens for a little while. Yes, I did probably in Ohio at least known as one of the you know more rowdy yeah cities uh, mm-hmm. especially college college campuses how was that for you it was a uh, an experience I'm definitely glad I had it thankful for the time in Athens I love that place uh, definitely got I got to get all that partying out of my system that'll help you with it yeah 100% by like my junior year I was like done Party. done partying yeah i was like over going out to the bars every like four nights a week it's a lot yeah it's a lot and then when you like if you've had that experience like you got to go to college and party or whatever and then now we're in this age there's some people that are still doing that mm-hmm. and you're just kind of like yeah <laughs> like what are you doing and there's like in a way it's like honestly like hey i'm not i'm not there to like hate but it is uh like dude there's so much other shit sometimes i just look at the situation it's like if you're still living the the college life and i know people that are older than me 
that like yeah. one of them was like entertaining going back to Athens and I'm like bruh what do yeah. you mean go back like you don't know you never anybody. went there you yeah. just would go there on the weekends you're about to go and live there like you're 26 yeah. dude. yeah I mean don't get me wrong I have my occasional wild night you know which is yeah okay but there are people out there that are still living Live like that life. Like living like they're yes. in college. Um, and their apartments reflect that. Like if I walk into a guy's apartment and he has any... This? He's got a full yeah, sand flag like in the living honestly, room? Honestly, if his apartment kind of looks like the same theme of this room that we're in right now, it's fine because it's like your office and I like the... But yeah. usually guys will decorate their entire home Facts. like this. Um, there's a Bob Marley than, this tapestry like, in the this bedroom. This is like a game room or like office space kind of vibe, not like yeah. a whole apartment kind of thing. Right. Um, so definitely every time I go to a guy's apartment, I'm like scoping it out, seeing what's <laughs> around. Girls always look in your shower. Oh, facts. Always see what products you're using. Damn. You could tell a lot about a guy based on a shampoo. I got every man jack. I don't have hair. I don't know. No, use yeah, if you use like a three in one. Oh God! You're done. Oh, You're fuck. done for, buddy. Note that, guys. <laughs> if you use oh, a three in one, run. <laughs> three in. <laughs> I like that. So, I, from what I understand, and I just learned this about you, you did a little bit of stand up while you were in college. Yes, I would never really tell my friends that I was doing it. There was a group on campus that would have like open mic nights. And so, how did you even get involved? Like, where did that come um, to be? I was in this like video production group called Athens Video Works, uh-huh. um, and we had this show called News Time, and we would post it on YouTube, and it was essentially like weekend update on Saturday Night Live. Okay. Um, like that kind of format where we would talk about the news, obviously mm-hmm. News Time. It was a very uh, liberal-leaning thing so we it was a lot like like uh weekend update on snl uh we would just make funny stories up uh we would use like real news but we would make funny bits up and i actually auditioned for like an anchor role just for shits and giggles uh because i was already a producer on the show and, and then, you have past experience right yeah right. so I, I ended up getting the role as the one of the lead anchors for the show which it wasn't really a huge deal it was just a little show we posted on youtube still cool um, yeah no it was fun so that kind of opened me up, and some of the people that were in that group would do open mic nights uh, at this like stand-up comedy group. Mm-hmm. Uh, they would either have them at like a bar uptown or at the coffee shop in the student center. It was a consistent thing, though. Yeah, so it was okay. like every Thursday, and you would sign up for a slot on like the day before, and then you would come and audition per se. You would do like five minutes in front of like three people and they would either say judge like, they would say like yay or nay if you're like in the lineup for that night so i did that a couple times but i would never tell my friends that i was doing it because i would get really nervous um, it is it is fuck yeah that's right like standing up in front of people like telling jokes you're like ah like i think this is funny but i don't know if they're gonna think it's funny um because a lot of my humor i think comes from like on the spot kind of stuff so you act better on the go like that yeah. little three-in-one remark that's yeah. golden right there yeah, no, I have my friend's husband, his name's Cody, he always tells me, uh, like, every time I go over there, he's like, Rachel, you are the funniest person I've ever met, like, you need to do stand-up, and every time he says that, I'm like, oh, my Thank ego, you. but, uh, I don't know, yeah, I think I get good laughs out of people, I had fun doing it, I'd like to get involved in maybe a place, there's a place in Lakewood, um, that does 
stand up. I mean, COVID. I'm not sure if they're doing it now, but so they're still doing shows, and it might. I, it's hard because like a lot of the big comedians, if they say they're coming to Ohio, they just mm-hmm. say Cleveland. Like I don't. They never really specify. Um, but like Brendan Shaw was just in somewhere in the Cleveland area. Mm-hmm. He might have been there. What's it called? I'm know? not sure. It's, I don't know if they have like big comedians. They do like open mic nights okay. for people. So to, it lets people get their foot in yeah, the door. Yeah, to do like 15 minutes of content and just That's a long time. Like I when know, you yeah. think about that, that's <laughs> always, a long time. I always have a couple drinks before I... Loosen up a little yeah, bit? Yeah, a couple shots. That, which is funny, going back to dating, uh... The best piece of advice I got for a date was my friend told me to take a confidence shot like before I would go out with someone. Um, And I used to do that for stand up, too. I would like take a shot. And then it got to a point where I was like taking like three shots like before (laughs) I would like go out on a date. And then I would like show up and I'd be like, oh, damn, I'm like kind of hammered. Right. Um, And I would do the same thing for comedy, but like the stand up stuff, but ended up being working out. First time (laughs) doing it were how how was it did you get did you get a good response acting on the fly that, that honestly has you, kind, you kind of block out like you don't really remember wow I, i've also never i don't really remember anything i've ever said um, <laughs> you're gonna leave here and i have no yeah idea no i covered. just like say things and then i'm like t- 20 minutes later i'm like wait what did i say i don't remember um but yeah you kind of block out when you're up there okay but I, I, I'd, I'd love to get back into it for sure um, I, I'd say once this clears up 100%, um, not to get off topic, I have a comedian coming on next week. His oh. name is Brennan Rigda. Um, he's from the Cleveland area, I believe, maybe like North Homestead-ish. Um, so I'm kind of excited to kind of see where that goes. If I could pick two people, two, and this is guys or girls, to be stand-up comics, uh, yeah, you or Reagan Franta for sure. <laughs> For sure. Who's your favorite comedian? Uh, Theo Vaughn, if you know who that is. I do not. Um, you might see him like on TikTok every mm-hmm. once in a while. Uh, he's got a podcast that I listen to nonstop. And I'm also related, speaking of like <laughs> SNL, and this is mad TV, but I'm related to Frank Caliendo. That's cool. Do you know who that is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He does yeah. like the impersonations and stuff. So um, I love comedy. That yeah. honestly, like... What type of what type of podcast do you listen to for the most part? I don't really listen to comedy podcasts. I'm like a political podcast kind See, of Okay, gal. that's your genre. Yeah, but I do like watching stand up. I'm a big John Mulaney fan. I like John. Um, I feel um, like a lot of my comedy is super, kind of similar to him. And you, I think you like your men like you like John Mulaney. <laughs> yeah, no, John Mulaney so is like that. totally my type. Actually, <laughs> him and his wife are getting divorced because oh, no. he just went back into rehab. Actually, which is kind of messed up. But yeah, hope he's doing okay. He's out now, but. He had, like, a relapse because of COVID with, like, cocaine and stuff. It's been hard Um, for them. Yeah, but so him and his wife are getting divorced. Wow. But so John Mulaney's on the market. Let's go. Also, his wife's kind of hot, too. I've never seen his wife. (laughs) She makes, uh, like, Victorian lampshades. She, like, hand-embroiders lampshades for a living. Which all comedians have like wives with these obscure jobs like right. that's so like the only way One's to get like a with someone like or some yeah shit. like to get with John Mulaney is to like hand weave Victorian lampshades okay got it <laughs> taking a class now I'll book you the class got right it. now that's uh yeah so the, I I respect that with me all I listen to is comedy podcast more so because. I think it helps with like my people skills, like yeah. socializing, and it helps with this. Mm-hmm. I listen to Girls Gotta Eat. 
It's, a, it's kind of like Call Her Daddy, but the more sophisticated version. Is it a bar stool or no? No. Okay. I, they have so many different yeah. platforms. They talk about a lot of women's issues. Uh, it's just like two girls. But I like that. Cool. I like the name of it. Mm-hmm. Girls um, Gotta Eat. So let me ask you this. And if you don't want to talk about it, you okay. no means you have to. Are you familiar with the uh, David Dobrik situation going on right now or no? With um, the vlog squad, yeah, and, like, what with happened. them like having that girl, those girls, yeah. and they were drinking, mm-hmm. and then they came back in the car. I like vaguely know what's yeah. going on. I just I didn't know if you knew about it. And like last week, um, I had Dylan McCarty on the show. Uh-huh. Obviously, you you know that. Yeah. Um, and I went off like on this tangent for like halfway through the show. Where I'm just like, you know, it's not right the way you guys try to work this cancel culture. And you guys are trying to cancel someone who, you know, he's, mm-hmm. he didn't do anything. And I got like really upset. And then I realized like, why the fuck am I sharing like my opinion? Like I'm no better than anyone else. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. So I, I kind of went off and I guess I was just trying to see maybe where you stand. The only reason I ask too is because when it comes to like... Sometimes how I, and this is going to sound crazy, but when I form my opinion, I typically will look at the things that like, like you post, like you'll, when you posted that shit about Ted Cruz, (laughs) just going on casual, I brought it up on my show. I was pissed. I was like, fuck that dude. He's a fucking asshole. Fuck Ted Cruz. He's a Zodiac killer. You see what the, yeah. (laughs) You see what his dumb ass did uh, when they were like, you put your mask on. No. He he was the, the, the reporter's like, would you put your mask on? He's like, no. And he was just like, they're recording him. He's like laughing and shit. He's like, no, I'm not going to put my mask on. He's like, fuck you. Fuck I'm following CDC. Yeah, fuck Ted Cruz. Uh, same same with like the George Floyd case. You know, I've been watching I've that been a lot lately. I've been watching that too, yeah. Um, and I understand that like the defense attorney is just doing his job. But man, dude, like you are standing up for some shitty fucking people. Well, and no, the defense attorney, Eric Nelson is an asshole. He literally bullied a child on the stand. Yeah, he looks like a dick. Yeah, too. He no, looks he's, like a fucking he asshole. A, he is quivering under the pressure because every time the prosecution goes up with a new witness, it's just like more, they have more and more evidence and they play those body cam footage, like videos mm-hmm. over and over again and you can just see Eric Nelson like quivering <laughs> under the pressure. Uh, what confuses me about that case, not to go off on a tangent, but because of COVID, they're having like their sidebars with like the headsets, is, So that's right? what that is? Yeah. I've so, had a lot of people ask So that, that would is. normally be when the like attorneys would walk up to the judge's stand and talk about their objection. Okay. However... Derek Chauvin, the defendant, gets to be in on the sidebars. Like, he puts the headset on and is, like, listening. That's not right. And I don't understand, like, why the defendant is being, like, a part of those conversations because he never normally would have been. And I feel like the judge is a little sus. Like, he is totally... I feel that way, too. Every time they get into something heated... And he presents something? He's like, sidebar. And then they take, like, five minutes and they talk about something okay like, i was okay. getting that vibe too yeah, and i'm no. glad because i i was watching the i went to uh my buddy runs a sober house and i went there to see some of the guys and and so he brings this up and i'm like he puts it on tv and i'm like that fucking judge is i think he's in favor of this motherfucker yeah and he's like you think so and i'm like bro i'm just going off the way he's acting right yeah now. So, the other day okay. was pretty powerful yesterday with the uh sergeant coming on and kind i of, love kind of spilling the beans because that's huge that's never happened before really <laughs> cops don't really tell on cops so no not at all 
Uh, so it was kind of big for a, a cop to hop on there and say, like, this is what happened and this is what I think. Of and a high rank. Um, yeah. I, like, don't agree with it. So, I mean, granted, he did retire, like, three days after mm-hmm. the incident happened. But... Yeah, I mean, think of it. That's a terrible... The, I, yeah. yeah, it's all bad. But I do think it's important to watch it. Uh, it's like the Rodney King trial of our yeah. era. So. And um, I think that it's going to help just... If our generation is going to be known for anything, it's going to be holding others accountable mm-hmm. um, in whatever way, shape, or form, whether it be through the internet, whether it be through peaceful protests, whatever it may be. I mean, we're going to hold people accountable, and I think that's good for the generations below us. Um, right. So I'm excited, you know, to mm-hmm. see what happens. Not with this case. I mean, I really hope that justice is served, but... And if um, it's not, then it's going to be interesting to see what comes <laughs> Um, I, I mean, I can already imagine yeah. what's going to happen. Yeah, you know, I, I, I think I have a good idea. That, but... And I don't either. Um, it's hard. So this is another thing, too. And we can we can discuss this if you're open to it. But mm-hmm. it's like, um, gr- for me, growing up in Amherst, it's like I don't have a ton of diversity. I learned a lot about other cultures when I went off into the world yep. after school. So um, I looked at it from more of a mature view and could, could yeah. relate. But... It's like sometimes I just wonder if it would have been different if we all kind of grew up with uh, diverse communities. Definitely. Um, And if every city was that way. And so, like, what do you think? Like, do you think it's... Do you think that it starts young? Like, do you think that it's not being exposed to other cultures? Yeah, I think that has a certain role in it. Uh, I mean, I think it speaks volumes that most metropolitan cities are liberal cities mm-hmm. um i think that says a lot about the way those people think and act about other people however being raised in a community that isn't diverse or whatever can only be an excuse for so long i think a lot of people our age make that excuse for like our grandparents and our parents saying right. well they're older and they were raised in such and such community but it's also there's a certain sense of responsibility to educate yourself mm-hmm. and uh form your, form own, your opinions. own opinions and not let the Fact. environment and the people around you have 100 percent control while they do play a significant role uh there's like a certain sense of responsibility I on like each that. person. Like my grandma, for example, bless her. She grew up in Little Rock, Arkansas with a father who didn't think that women should go to college. Like women's role was to get married and have children mm-hmm. kind of situation. Very conservative. And she is like the most liberal grandma I've ever met in my whole life because she yes. just can't. I mean, I mean, and she lives in Amherst too, but she took that certain sense of action that, She's I, need to, break yeah, that I need generation. to like educate yes. myself and form my own opinions and not just be a product of my environment. I like that. Um, yeah, so I'm really proud of my grandparents. They're both like that. They were both raised super conservative and now they're super liberal. I like that um, a ton. Um, and honestly, like, yeah, I look... I, so it's weird because I pull, I guess, a lot of my inspiration and my growth from women more than I do from mm-hmm. men. And a lot of it's because, like, my mom, like, my mom, my, you know, my dad, too, but my mom is, like, probably my my role model. Mm-hmm. So, for that case, like, I watch her break down, like, all these norms of, like, what young teen parents should or could do. Right. And it's, like, you know, she went through school, raised me without any worry, and, like, went and got a master's and does all this cool shit still to this day, like, never... She's always putting me on a new thing. So it's like, mm-hmm. I guess that's where I've always like kind of pulled it. So 
in a way, it's just like, you know, I like watching where the women's movement's moving as well. And I, I mean... Especially with a daughter, too. I guess yeah. you can hope you get to a point where Mia doesn't have to experience the first woman anything because mm-hmm. women are already in those spaces. Yep. Um, that would be ideal if women her age can grow up and... Yeah, have endless opportunity. No more first woman that and first women this. You know what I mean? No more of that because women are more than 50% of the population, let's be honest. And a little Um, bit more mature. Yeah, you just don't don't want us there. (laughs) (laughs) I get that, though. That's how I feel. I mean, with like working in corporate America, corporate America is all men. All of it is men. And then they're like... We need to show more diversity. It's like, well, you could just try being a little bit more diverse. <laughs> yeah. Rather than having an entire executive board of white men. Old. Yeah, old white men that make millions of dollars a year. Yeah. Um, so hopefully it gets to a point where Mia doesn't have to experience things like that. And yeah. Girls her age. I'm excited. Yeah. Though. I'm definitely excited to I see what I think you'll do a good job happens. raising. You and Jocelyn will do a good job raising a strong, strong little girl. Thank you. Yeah. I'm excited though, and like like we were talking about before we went live, like she's about to be a year old. That's and insane. It's just yeah. I can't believe you're a kid. Isn't that wild? Yeah, it yeah. is. Um, all right, so we're gonna take a quick break, guys. We will be right back, and we got a few cool things coming up, including the girl next door starting her own dating show. We'll be right back, guys. All right, guys, we are back. And we're going to be talking about the ideal dating show. So, you know this, they do not. We're going to break down what your ideal dating show would be. So, here's the here's the basis of it. You have to pick three locations, three events to take place at these locations, um, all in... Ohio, mm-hmm. um, and maybe a little backstory as to why you picked that location or not. Um, and then at these obvious locations, you're going to have different contestants. Um, one, what type of contestants are you going to be looking for? And two, what would they win at the end all if, right. if they were to, you know, succeed in all these? All right, so contestant-wise, I'm thinking, like, Bachelor style. You mm-hmm. know, we have a couple guys. Uh, I'd want a good variety, a uh, couple sporty guys, a couple, mm-hmm. like, gamey guys, you know, the types. Yeah. Uh, like, artist, musician guys, my usual type. And then maybe go a little outside the box, get, like, a... An orthodox type shit. Like a divorcee. Uh, a 30-year-old, maybe? Yeah, maybe he's got, like, a, a kid. I don't know. I usually don't go for kids, but sometimes guys with kids are, like, very loving. I remember uh, you clearly saying about five minutes ago, you would never have a kid, but go well, ahead. No, I'm saying, like, <laughs> once you get into you. the 30s and you start dating guys, they got, to, like, yeah, ex-wives and kids and shit. So, hell yeah. Uh, maybe I'd spice it up a little bit and get, a Throw like, a there. 37-year-old with a divorced... You got Dale. divorced, yeah. Yep. Okay. So the locations, Lorain County, we're talking... First date, go get coffee at Arabica in Amherst. Heard. Have you been there? Oh, yeah. That's a fire. That's a fire station? Yeah. No, they have a really great, like, avocado egg wrap. Uh, Very good. Heard that. Cute vibes. Um, Then maybe... Go to Lakeview Beach. Ooh. Keeping it close. I like that. It's kind of sketchy there, but... uh, I have a hammock. I like my go-to move on dates is to, if we go somewhere outdoors, is to bring my hammock along so we can snuggle up in the hammock. Yeah. Uh, 
listen to some music like we were just talking about mm-hmm. get a read on their music taste because gotta that's be an, a good one it's gotta be uh introduced early on when you're dating someone what kind of music do you like because if we don't vibe on music then we're probably just it not gonna, gonna get happen. along um trying to think of like a nice restaurant have you been to Coles in amherst yeah oh yeah yeah i'd probably take a date there i have taken yeah. a couple dates there actually they um, think outside of the box there they got some good options my friend Allie plays uh like little acoustic gigs up there so okay whenever she has an event usually my go-to is to take take a date there um because then it does two birds with one stone it's a nice place nice food nice drinks but also best friend can scope the guy out without being too get a feel yeah um and what was the last question grand prize uh yeah yeah what would they win at the end so if they survived those three dates um i might take my top off Okay. Like we talked about. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Right. <laughs> no, maybe. You might get to second base. So for everyone that doesn't make it, how would the eliminations work? Would it just be a be simple like a ro- walk like of shame? Like Rose ceremony style. Okay. Um, I, I didn't know if they could compete for your no, for I, another I shot I want to humiliate them the same way that The Bachelor does, where they make you stand there and they're like... Are you gonna get a rose? Who knows? And that shit they is have to kinda... watch people get eliminated, yeah. and then when they realize it's them that has to go home, that sad walk up to the front. They look like a fucking asshole. Every the whole time. show is stupid. Did you? Are you into The Bachelor? Um, no, but I I know. I mean, I've seen enough of to the understand. Most recent season was bullshit. Yeah, um, I go a lot off of what I see on Twitter. Yeah, because I feel like I understand The Bachelor better on Twitter than I would if I was actually watching it cuz people are always giving their fucking opinion. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was it was messed up. It was another season just like last season where he doesn't end up with any of them. And now is that by the contestants choice or is that by his choice? Is well, he just so like this ah, season like it was because Rachel Kirkconnell was racist. Is the dude black? Yeah, so it was ah. the first black bachelor. What the fuck is she doing on the show then? Well, so it was the first black bachelor and I don't know why she was on it, but so they don't release the girls' names until like a day before the show starts. Mm -hmm. And so they release the girls' names and of course Twitter and all of the online detectives like did their thing and they dug up all this stuff about Rachel Kirkconnell. And racist. Racist. Her not just being racist, like her family had a yearly party that was like an antebellum plantation themed like ball. Where all these rich white people would get dressed up in ball gowns and like have a party on a plantation. And in the photos, all of the caterers were people of color. That's <laughs> like, like it the was so bad. Of Juneteenth. Yeah, no, it was so bad. And Rachel and her family had historically dressed up as like really derogatory Halloween costume, like things along that line. Um, okay. And so he ended up picking her. But then obviously throughout the season, this information came out and they broke up. Yeah. Um, so he ended up with none of them. <laughs> that sucks. I feel bad for him. I do feel bad for him too. But also I don't feel bad because she was the only white girl left. Mm-hmm. And of course the Bachelor produced, like Michelle would have been, if there's any girls listening that listen to The Bachelor, uh, you would know that Michelle was the best choice. Okay. She was a teacher from Minnesota, a very strong black woman she was amazing they were Every, good together good everything chemistry. Ab- yes everything about her was perfect they had chemistry from the very first date 
it was shocking that he didn't pick her, but then I listened to another podcast that's, like, about The Bachelor, and they were, like, it's these women that were also on The Bachelor, and they're, like, yeah, they definitely kind of push people towards picking a winner that will resonate well with our audience. And if you think about The Bachelor's audience, it's not people that necessarily love, yeah. um, you know, Say you, no more. you can fill in the blanks. Say no more. I get yeah. that. So they definitely catered to that, but that's fucking went off on a tangent terrible. there. But yeah, I think it's the end of The Bachelor as we know it. I don't think anyone will ever watch the franchise again because yeah, of can't be doing all them that. allowing a racist woman to like be on the first. Yeah. How did the How did they not fucking? And do not their only homework? was it the first Black Bachelor, it was the most diverse cast of women ever. Like more than half of the cast of women were women of color, which could have been great for the show. Which could have been And then it came down to a bunch of white women and... Racist shit. And Michelle and a bunch of racist women. It was bad. All That's bad. That's terrible. That's terrible. Um, would you ever consider going on a dating show? Would you do that? No. I feel like it's like gladiators. It's like the right. gladiator I think, school. Especially as being a huge fan of The Bachelor, the biggest thing for like the girls in the house is they crumble under the pressure of falling in love with someone that's like dating like six other women and or no more, like more th- i mean at the point where you're falling in love it's like six other girls but i've been in that situation not on a dating show where like i'm dating someone then it turns out they're dating like eight other people mm-hmm. and i don't know why someone would willingly put themselves through that think of exactly <laughs> you and know that's, what i mean that's like, the one thing that just doesn't make sense you got all these girls that love this show but then again, it's like, you ain't going to let the the average Joe go and pull that shit. No, they do. They all, like, that's the thing about the show. You watch it and they're like, oh, well, he's dating like eight other girls at the same time. It's like, at least you knew about it. Like, you signed up for this. I've dated guys before and I've been intimate yeah. with people before. I'm just a and then it turns out they're, they're dating like eight people and I had no idea <laughs> oh until later on. That would be absolutely terrible. Which, that moment is going to bring me back to, I would add in a bonus location of Rudy's in Vermilion. Have you been Yo, to Rudy's? Fuck yeah. That's a living in Vermilion. That is a staple. That's like a go-to for us. So the guy I'm Rudy's. seeing now always takes me to these like super nice places. And I told him one day, I was like, I'm going to next date. I plan like we're going to Rudy's and we're going to like, like ball out at Rudy's. And cause Rudy's every time I go there, I just have the best time. The DJ, the women, the like female DJ. Are you talking about for ladies night? Yes. I don't know if they've been doing it anymore. I know. I'm, I'm talking like probably last summer. Yeah. Over a year from now. But, uh, that shit used to jump though. Her and the girls used to oh, love that one shit. One time I was there with my girlfriends and it was ladies night and we were dancing to like Destiny's Child and Beyonce and all this stuff and these really young boys came up to us and they were like, we requested a song for you ladies. And we were like, oh, okay, like sweet. And then it on came on like some top 40 like bullshit song that Some we had shit. that like we had never heard before that totally ruined like the nineties R and B vibe that we had going on like for Ladies Night at Rudy's. Uh Damn. That's it, why it's Ladies Night. Who Yeah, we had to watch them like cower back it. in the corner, like, oh, thanks for playing the song, but no thanks. Damn, that sucks. That fucking sucks. The here's the one thing that I'll I'll I guess sum up Rudy's. Is it's like, you know, the food isn't bad. You know, the food's pretty wings, good. Wings, good wings. Uh, I, that's all I get. Yeah. I always get the wings. Um, but it's like in between a 
like it's like kind of like a hole in the wall bar yeah no that's why i love it yeah it's like hole in the wall meets like a beachy vibe you depending always see on people what, you know there's always yeah. everyone there is always so nice one time i went there and this dude named his name was epi b fishing damn he, that's we, a name right there we added each other on facebook his name on facebook is epi b fishing um and he gave me 60 bucks just for like existing as like a pretty lady hell yeah and that's like something that happens regularly every time i go downtown you just get like vermilion with my girlfriends like existing we go to what's it called Ches frank che francois che francois or whatever men just hand us money well, that's a good place to hang i'm vermilion, not gonna lie vermilion honestly it's like all the rich old boat dudes mm-hmm. vermilion boat club if you know someone to get in there mm. If you ever want... So here's the thing. You might honestly hate Prague. Um, oh, I love old Prague. Do you like yeah. it? The only thing... I mean, those dudes love Donald Trump. Like, Yeah, no, it, you have to definitely put love. on an act of like a cute little... But they always have pretty good music. Yeah, And sure. they always, for the most part, are like, customer-wise, always like there to make friends and conversate so it's like cool like you can go up there and like grab dinner or grab some drinks and like end up meeting people yes and it's like not like not like a creepy meet like no. you just meet people and you're like those people are fucking cool i guess all of this is referencing like pre-covid but yeah right. i agree like going out downtown vermilion is up there with like going out downtown oberlin like, yes to the fev and like yes. agave and stuff you just always meet someone. You always have a good time. It's those little small hometown bars that really do it for me. Like yeah. when I go on dates with guys, they want to go to the coolest club like downtown Cleveland. And I'd, it's like, I don't know. I'd really rather go to Rudy's or uh, like yeah. Captain's Club, you know. I don't uh, think have that a cheap beer. clubbing has ever been like the go-to for any date. I don't like the club though. You know, like I. That's something you do with your friends. Yeah, you do that with your girls or your boys. I'm with you on that. Right. Or like a group birthday party or something. Right. I've been like with a guy where we'll go out to a nice dinner and then they'll say, like, oh, do you want to go to Forward, like in the flats? And it's like. Is that a club? What is that? Yeah, it's like a club in the summer. Uh, It's like outdoors. It's it's really fun, but it's also creepy vibes. Like if you're Mm -hmm. like going very back to the very first thing I said, like asking a girl back to your place. Second after that is asking a girl to a club after you went out to dinner. Yeah. Because that just means I'm you want to, like, you. touch me. Yeah, and, like, you know? grind yeah. and, like, maybe find some ecstasy in, like, a bathroom Like, maybe somewhere. make out in, like, the hallway over there. You yeah. know, it's like... Yeah. You don't take a girl that you want to have a relationship with to a club or your apartment after dinner. You know what? The, you, what you do is you take her home and <laughs> you ask for permission to give her a good night kiss. Yes. And that's, like, a dying thing now. Um, so, like, for me and Jocelyn, I'm sorry if you're hearing this, um, but there's, like, moments. Th- this happens anytime we go anywhere. But, like, I was always taught by my mom that you open the door for women no matter what. Yeah. This, like, I could have the car seat and a diaper bag grab that fucking door. And my mom taught, used to teach me by waiting outside. Like, we could be at the mall, a bunch of people around. She would wait until I grabbed that door. So it taught me. And yeah. nowadays, like, Jocelyn, Miss Independent, wants to grab her own I shit. do that, too. And guys get mad. I notice oh, when a I guy get gets so upset. Pissed. I notice when a guy gets upset. If a guy doesn't, like, flinch when I grab the door for myself, then it's not like I make an immediate judgment call, but I'm also kind of like, hmm. But if I mm-hmm. do it and a guy was like, oh, I was going to, like, I meant to grab that. Like, I, I'm like, See, I'm not polite about it. I say, I'll break your fucking wrist. Don't touch it. And she'll be like, chill. I'll be like, I don't fucking touch the door. Another thing is uh, 
when a guy, when you're like walking down the street with a guy and they switch places with you so that they're next to the street. Thank you. Thank you. Like, or the curb and you are you. like near the buildings. Mm-hmm. Uh, my grandpa told me never trust a man that doesn't do that. Absolutely. Yeah. And you're absolutely right. We, we take me on walks. She thinks it's annoying, but I like that. Switch Thank spots. You. Like I, yeah. I love, like love when I notice when a guy like switches spots with me on the sidewalk to make yep. sure that he is like on the curbside and I'm on the building like, hey, side. Hey, walk right there. Yeah. Let me stand on this side. I, yeah. Which also, it doesn't really mean anything, but it's one of those yeah, it's like a, things mm-hmm. that you notice and you're like, oh, that's nice. Yes. You respect me. The um, one time that it ever is like, um, I don't know. I'm always trying to like th- be considerate of the next person. The one time, especially when like I'm with a female is... I know it's like a ladies first, but like, I feel like after I grab the door, sometimes like if it's like a self seating place, it's like, do I take the role of finding it or do I let her go in? And then, you know, like that's always the yeah. hardest thing for me. It's like there, no one ever taught me the etiquette on that. Right. Um, oh, that's tricky. I think now with COVID though, it's always like, yeah, they, they got to host at every yeah. spot, but I get what you mean. Uh, no, I get that. But definitely the, the doors and the, Sidewalk. I th- I'd say opening a car door is maybe a step too much. If it works. If you can make <laughs> it, like, come off naturally. Mm-hmm. But if you're, like, going out of your way to do it, like, I'm just going to yeah. be, like, annoyed. Like, if you're on, like, a main road, especially, like, out in, like, the Lakewood or, like, even Westlake. Like, right. You're doing too much, dog. Or if we're, like, in my parking lot. I don't know. You know, I, I got it. I can open nope, it. Yeah, I'm good. Um, So... I'm going to bring up something and I don't think it'll at all give away um, who you are because, well, no, you've already brought up Amherst. So we, I, I yeah, can. Yeah, no, and I'll probably show this on like my Twitter or something. So, so bringing up like Amherst dudes and particularly like mm-hmm. high school, um, would you, and I asked this a few weeks ago to someone else, would you put like, would you sum up Amherst guys in one word or do you think that you get a, a few different personalities it's tricky uh because i i dated amherst guys like when i went to school in amherst obviously but i've also like gone out with amherst guys after Uh the fact like recently actually um it's weird dating people from your hometown because they know everything about you yeah in the sense where, like, where it differs if you're meeting somebody who, say, lives in, like, downtown Cleveland or Lakewood mm-hmm. or something, like, that went to a different high school. They don't know all of those weird, intimate details about you. Yeah. Um, I think Amherst guys are all different. There's, like, definitely, like, the drug addict. Like, there's a lot of, like, potheads and stuff, which, like, me included, but... um. Yeah. And then the, like, sporty, like, jockey guys. I don't know. It's just, like, every major, like, white... Washtown. <laughs> yeah. It's like the One Tree is, Hill type shit. Like there's the jocks, the stoners, the yeah, the artists. The, it's like every town. I would say, so like for me. Say a lot of them are real estate agents or car dealer, like car salesmen though. That's like two very who? common. <laughs> wow. I feel Two attached. honestly very common career paths for guys that we went to high school with are car salesmen and real yeah. estate agents. Yeah, none of them sell cars quite like me, and you heard it here first on the Mind If I Crash podcast. Anyway, what I would say about Amherst guys is just like you were saying, um, well, not like you were saying, but kind of, um, 
growing up as an amorous guy like i guess like that's all i know and then like i went out into the world and then came back to ohio and in particular lorraine county and then like i saw like that like in the box mentality that like i guess we all had and it was just like oh like you guys are like still like doing the same stuff I'm, like, still, like, just only hanging out with each other. I think that's, like, the hometown cloud, though. Like, because they're the same people, the same types of people in every community that you'll ever go to. I think the cloud you feel about them is, like, because you grew up in the same community. And you, like, know the same things. And, I don't know, after going to college, like, all the guys in college were the same stereotypes of the guys in high school. They were just different because I didn't know them. So the one thing that I like see nowadays, and it's not a lot because I don't really know that many people in college, but whenever I see like the like college frat boy or like just that, I mean, Mm -hmm. you don't even have to be in a frat to carry that look. Right. But it's like, damn, like I kind of did that. And like, that's Mm -hmm. like the, that's to me the cringiest time of my life. Oh, thank you. That's like the cringiest time of my fucking life. And it's like, I despise that mentality. Like, oh, yeah, I'm not going to do the, you know, breakdown of 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 it. But your opinion, going to college, it's your first time away. How was that? Like, you kind of have to, in a way, like meet new people. Did you fuck around with the frat frat boys or those goons? So I was in a sorority for one whole semester. Heard. Uh, like eight whole weeks. Um, and it was brutal and awful. And I hate frat boys. And I hate that whole like Greek life culture. Um, I don't think there's anything positive to say about it. People will come at my throat and say there's hate lots it. of good things about Greek life. But there's absolutely nothing good about Greek life. It's very toxic and damaging to people's lives. And I think we should get rid of it in general. Um, so I am guilty of saying I did participate that in that mm-hmm. when I went to college. But that was because... You go to college and you're kind of like thrusted into this giant pool of a bunch of people who have no idea what they're doing or who's around. Like we have no friends. Like nobody knows anybody. You're all new. Yeah. Everything's new. The whole experience is new. And you are just searching around frantically, like looking for something to leech onto to like be friends with. So I remember those first couple weeks in college, like I made so many friends because Mm -hmm. All you wanted to do when you moved in was make friends with everybody because you had absolutely no one when yes. you got like you were nobody. You had no one. You didn't know anyone. You didn't know where you were. So you move in and you're like, I want to be friends with you, and I'll like leech on to everything that to comes my you way. And normally would never be friends. Right, with and too. then like as time goes on, you kind of refine the people that you're friends with, and you stop hanging out with certain people and start hanging out with others because they're more aligned with like your needs and like the things that you want and friends but i'll never forget there would be those times like even senior year of college like walking around campus and those awkward head nods with people that you became friends with like the first couple weeks of freshman year because you were all trying to latch on to something that was meaningful Mm -hmm. and then you never spoke again because you just like moved on and found your own friends but you still would always like see them like like, i see you one up you like head nod (laughs) them on the way to class um um, yeah, I had a good time making friends. The sorority thing, like, didn't really work out for me, but I eventually got really involved with, like, that 
video um, company right. I talked about, and then um, a lot of my friends were in bands, so I would shoot photos and videos for like their bands. Um, Which is dope. I mean, I think that it's always cool to kind of find groups. Um, and that's the other thing, too, is like the, that might have opened up more knowledge or opportunity for you than maybe even Greek life would yeah, have. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, 100%. So, you know, I definitely get that. And I'm, yeah, also not going to like shit on anyone that's in that, you know. No, I, I just don't think there's anything positive to say about them. Um, Name the last time you saw a... Uh, a headline about a fraternity like donating something or like doing something. I mean, positive. yeah. I mean, let's just talk about like BGs like literally under fire. Right yeah, no, now, it's so. all about people dying and getting hurt and things are not good yeah. right now to say the least. They're never positive. So, um, so yeah, you know, I, I I definitely get that. The cool thing about college, and I'm glad that like you like you even broke it down that way, is because like you do literally try to find anyone and it was just like especially like me looking at the girls and it's like some of them were like great smart full of potential and then like that first week like you'd see them like taking snaps with like ratchet chicks that were yeah. like literally party girls and you're like that girl is gonna be no good for you please never see her again that was me yeah <laughs> and then like i would yeah. like add one of them on instagram or yeah. like follow them and then like still to this day one of them will come up and i'm like dude like thank god they never stuck together because yeah. that chick is still chaos like you are wild yeah, if I had stayed friends with the first couple people I became friends with in college, I'd be scared <laughs> for myself. Yeah. Um, but you were just, like I said, latching on to anyone that came around. And it's, I mean, it, in some ways, like, so, like, I lost uh, one of my one of my good, good friends. Probably, I've got two, like, best friends from college that I mm. met at college. And one, his name is Shizzy. My other one is Clayton. And both exact opposites. Shizzy grew up in the inner city of Columbus. Um, and Clayton, like, literally grew up on a dairy farm. Right. And so, like, they're... So different. So different yeah. from each other and so different from me. And my buddy Sean, he passed away um, last month. And it's, like, it's hard because, like, you hold all these memories. And, like, all, like, it's hard being away at college right. your first year. Like you, like, you miss home. You miss your family. You miss everything so you're used to. You make your to. own family. And, like, so, like, you fall back on a lot of your friends mm -hmm. while, especially, like, I was in Nelsonville. You were in Athens. Like, they're 15 minutes apart. Right. Four hours away from home, mm -hmm. though. So, you have to get comfortable there. And, um, you know, when I got the news, Clayton called me. And so I'll rewind a little bit. I'm sorry I'm holding no, you I'm hostage sorry. for this conversation. No, um, on February 6th was my birthday. Uh -huh. Me and Jocelyn went to Columbus. We got an Airbnb. We went out to eat. Did a little, like, we did a few things. Did you bring um, the baby? No. So that was nice. a cool thing. Um, and... So when I knew the trip was booked, I called Sean immediately and I was like, Shizzy, we're going to be in Columbus. I want to see you. And he's like, absolutely, my guy. Like, of course. So we get out there. We go out to this restaurant. Him and his one of our other buddies, Braxton, they come and meet us. And like that was probably the my, my most favorite part of my birthday. Mm -hmm. Seeing my guys like yeah. I just it was awesome. And it just felt good. Like just that love you have for your first college friends that actually stuck. And, uh, you know, we left and, um, you know, even like three weeks later, I get the call from Clayton that he had passed yeah. away and literally like clockwork, you know, like I drive to Columbus yeah. that next day. And 
so it's like hard um but it, it puts in perspective yeah. like how much you love those people yeah you love no. your those people that like really did stick around i have a couple of friends my one of my best friends alexis she was we met in the bathroom like in college like in our dorm in the dorm bathroom yeah like oh, in, like literally those first couple days and since then she lives in Columbus as well. And sure, we might go months without seeing each other. But when we see each other, it's like nothing Love. ever changed. And we're just like back on our bullshit. Those friends are like the real ones. Yeah. Because they were there for you for the most transitional, complicated part of your life. Like moving away to college. Yes. It's the most transitional, complicated part of your life. I guess next to having a kid. Well, yeah. But like in your young adult <laughs> right. life. Yeah, like, that's no. It was hard. Shit. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm an only child. I'm like super close with my parents. I was raised like very strictly, so moving away to college was the first time in my life where I was like, no rules, no regulations, yep. like I'm on my own, so. You still those... need people to check you too. Yeah, no, so having those friends was like important to me for sure. I love that shit. Yeah. All right, guys, thank you for listening to the Mind If I Crash podcast. Quick reminder for next week, I will be having comedian, stand-up artist, Brennan Rigda on the show. And these episodes are now available on both Spotify and Apple Podcast. For priority purposes, SoundCloud will always release on the day of recording. And then about 24 hours to 48 hours after the upload, they will be available on both Spotify and Apple. Whatever you guys prefer, please check them out. I do ask that you leave a five-star rating or a review and subscribe to either platform. Once again, I want to thank you for being on the show. Thanks for having me. It was great to catch up. It definitely was. And we'll have you on again to keep us updated on yeah. your, your love life. and keep your it posted. And your, your mysterious man as well as your <laughs> mysterious personality. Um, all right, guys. Thank you, and we'll catch you next week.